Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Today's episode of the 909 Podcast is brought to you by OneSonic, who are the only Irish-designed audio tech brand around. One Sonic have just released their wireless noise cancelling earbuds, the MXS HD1, and I've been using them on my morning runs. They're class, they're very comfortable, and they come with a compact wireless charging case, which will give you 20 hours listening time and anyone go, not that my jogs are that long. If you do want to try out the One Sonic wireless noise cancelling earbuds yourself, use the code NYLER20 for 20% off at onesonic.com. And thanks to One Sonic. Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It is Nile and Andrea here, and in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about music that got us through the month of October. Andrea, hi, how are you? Hi, Nile. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, this is what what one of those um, rare but very special Friday morning records. Very special. Mm. Why are we doing this? Then? <laughs> Who knows? Not because we had a problem on Wednesday and we had to do the whole thing again. Not that. Definitely not that. (laughs) No, no, I don't want to talk about it. No, it's fine. Um, So how are you? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. It's Friday, so there's new music being released. Uh, Some of that music we're going to be talking about. There's There's an an album album out. There is a Radiohead reissue out. It's, It's a good day. Um, mostly the ABBA album, though. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I mean, it's nine. I have. I won't spoil it for you. I won't. I heard okay. it yesterday, so yeah, okay. I won't spoil it for you. But I think I'm very. I think excited. you'll enjoy it in a in a very p- peculiar way. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I'm expecting basically nothing because they owe me nothing. They've given exactly. me so much. That's the you best way. I mean? to, first album in forty yeah. years. You can just forget yeah. about it, and if they yeah. give you anything, I think they've already given you something based off the. The singles that they've had out so i think oh my god even yeah. that is enough um don't they, don't, don't shut, me, shut down. me down what a tune what a Great song tune. <laughs> so, unbelievable yeah, tune. they've already won they've already won this round yeah 
Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about music that we love this month. Um, it's patreon.com forward slash 909 if you want to support us. And uh, Andrea, I feel like you're supporting those lovely uh, earphones. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, one my my One Sonics. Yeah, yeah, we both yeah, have a pair. Yeah, listeners of will will have heard that we are being sponsored um, for the next little bit by One Sonic, who are very kind and sent us earphones, um, which are very good. I'm enjoying them. I went for yeah. a run, two runs with them, three runs with them. I went um, for one so run far. With them. But genuine, genuinely, I'm enjoying them. Very good. Uh, onesonic.com yeah. is where you can get those. And there's a 20% discount as I said at the start. So there you go. Yeah. You know, And they're Irish as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which is good. Okay, let's talk about our big album of the month, uh, this month. It is from Self Esteem. The album is called Prioritize Pleasure. And here is the uh, title track, uh, a bit of the title track called Prioritize Pleasure. Anything has wronged me, anything that made me secondary. So many of them clearly, like the idea of me in theory, I shrunk, moved, and changed. And still you felt the same. Right, that is self-esteem. The album is called Prioritize Pleasure. Andrea, what? who is self-esteem and why are we currently obsessed with her? Um, yeah, I mean, I think ev- everybody is um, reacting very viscerally to this album. It's, it's, it's one of those albums that just everybody's very, very excited about. I'm excited about it, you're excited about it. It's been getting crazy, like... Five star reviews, 10 out of 10 reviews, pretty much across the board. Uh, Rebecca Lucy Taylor is self-esteem. Um, she is from the UK. I can't remember the exact spot she's from, but she is. Uh, Sounds English. like she's from the north somewhere. Yeah. Um, and she's a very candid, funny, Sheffield. wise. Sheffield, there we go. Candid, funny and wise woman. Um, she is. Uh, a 34 year old pop star who's breaking through, which is, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about it before, um, rare and very very welcome, um, because I I I I think her age and the the age that she's at at the moment and the kind of changes that come with being in your 30s and in your mid 30s, um, that sort of wisdom um really permeates this record and it makes mm. it. It makes it something really special and really makes it stand out from a lot of other music that we're kind of hearing, especially from female artists in pop who tend to be either in their 20s or the kind of legacy artists like Madonna and Kylie and and so on doing doing comebacks. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do think that there has been a bit of a voice in in the middle there missing when it comes to discussing like the the specific issues that affect women in their 30s, um, especially millennial women in their 30s. So this album is very much concerned with um, the pressures of whether or not to have a baby and get married, um, pressures of 
the idea that you have to, I don't know, work through um, past traumas um, and issues that you had while you were in your 20s in order to try try and thrive in your 30s. Mm. Um, And this is definitely an album about putting that work in and seeing the the benefits of getting to know yourself. It does feel like a, a kind of a a therapy session in a club, you know, um, which is, and it's, you know, occasionally very, very beautiful on other occasions, very angry and visceral other occasions, just complete dance floor hits. It's, it's a, it's a phenomenal album. I think it's absolutely stunning. When I reviewed it on arena, I gave it five stars. Um, so I'm, I'm very much with the, with the zeitgeist on this one, um, I found it very, very affecting. Yeah, and I think you are the Absolutely. same. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to this album all year, um, and I felt like with the singles in release in advance, Prioritize Pleasure, which you just heard, I do this all the time, uh, How Can I Help You, and Moody, I was like, well, they're great songs. It will be tough to match those. I think on first listen, it does sound like there is a bit of undulation going on where you're like, oh, this doesn't obviously this isn't going to be 12 versions of, of those songs, but mm. um, what does, what it does reveal is exactly that. Yeah. I, an album with intention and that strides for, you know, meaning and, um, and also musically very much a, a mix of styles. There's, there's tunes here that sound a bit like maybe something like the sugar babes might come up with, but also there's that, those kind of songs. How can I help you? The thumping drums and, uh, really great melodies here there's really great melodies and very mm, uh, great op- choruses yeah and and i think you know i was thinking about this in in terms of rebecca lucy taylor she was in a band called uh slow club and just on the surface like honestly i'm just i'm this is a surface level thing but i just looked at the pictures of of the band and what i see is uh somebody like playing a role or an artifice in in the band where they're like you know we're the moody band and now mm. here's this artist who's seems to be representing herself fully um coming out and doing big you know uh very brave like photo shoots and and uh mm. cool like a personality is shining through where it wasn't before and i think this is her true personality and something i was reading recently is um uh, Carrie Batan in the new yorker about uh, the unexpected introspection of a little nas x and there was a quote in it that says in today's pop ecosystem music is often a vessel for stardom and charisma not the other way around and i was thinking about this in the context of self esteem if that is the case and i don't think it is because i think there's substantial she's a very funny very frank uh, woman who is brilliant on socials but also and that's a big part of her appeal but the music really does stand up for me and that's the yeah. that's the big difference here these are quietly radical songs looking to say things that are 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 honest and uh true and representative at no point in this album do i feel like she's trying to um sugarcoat something or say something that isn't truly representative of who she is and i think that's why it's hitting so well because uh, it feels like it's coming from the heart. It feels like it's coming from the person who's written it, and uh, there's nothing um, obfuscating that intention. And I think for that reason, it's 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 one of my favorite albums of the year. I think at yeah. this point, I, a week I out definitely of agree that it's not um, that it's it's so much more to do with her personality. Um, I mean, you you and I had the album before its release so we we were listening to it without the w- without the idea of it you know 
being this five star album across the board. I didn't start following her on social media until um, after the on, on the day that the album was released. I started following mm, okay. her that day and sort of saw like, oh, wow, OK, this she's she's kind of she she like not dissimilar to a kind of a CMAT who who we'll talk about later who is who is also somebody who is very funny very frank very themselves on on social media yeah but and that and that is definitely part of the music i think it's 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 part of the overall package but it's not it's not doing the heavy lifting that uh something like in self esteem's case like the the songwriting is doing and also her music videos uh, she she directed the, the both the music video for I do this all the time and for prioritize pleasure so she really has the reins and I mean you talk you're talking about the old the old band that she was in there and I, I was j- just as you were talking I was looking at the those those press mm, photos and yeah, yeah it yeah. does seem like she does seem like woman in her 20s in a band and she has spoken um, both outside of her music and within her music um, about the sorts of comments that she used to get when she was in that band. And I do this all the time. You know, yeah. you're a good, you're a good tall girl. You're a sturdy girl. You're moving around too much. Be more like Maraid. It like she, she's not afraid to take what, what was said to her and the criticisms that, that, w- that were leveled at her for not being grateful for for that level of success you know there's another line um if you weren't doing this you'd be working in mcdonald's so um try, try to enjoy yourself i think or, or, or something like try that to cheer up, yeah. um try to cheer up yeah and you know it, it's it, it's not as though we don't have women in pop or in alt pop or whatever kind of sphere she's working in who are also, you know, making these points. We have had a lot of women in the past number of years really lean into um, feminism in their music. And that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And I, I, I'm i just particularly enjoying the slant at which she's coming at it for, uh, as a woman in her 30s with uh, with a little bit of extra wisdom, I suppose, and extra experience as well, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and she really does seem to be putting her money where her mouth is when it comes to actually advocating for feminist causes. I mean, the the, the last day you and I were talking about the album, I wasn't sure who, who it was that was actually speaking at the end of the first track, who was saying that um, when as a, a, a voice that says, when me and my friends are, are walking at night, I have my keys in my hand. And if a strange man approaches us, I start to bark like a dog because there's nothing that scares men more than a woman who is completely deranged. Um, and I thought that was a, a friend of hers, but it was a, who it was a, a, a group that she was working um, with. It's from a workshop. Yeah, um, yeah a workshop about consent mm. um, in the National Theatre. That she did so, work with, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's really, you know, she's not this this feminism that's within her music. And, and, and I mean, you know, of feminism is a very very broad term and I don't really like calling music feminist music because I think all music should be feminist you know but it it the the way that she is um approaching it it is through this lens of pleasure activism through this lens of empowerment which is another word that kind of has been sort of Mm -hmm. co-opted by um pop star starlets who I just don't think are doing very empowering things, even though they might claim that they're doing empowering things. Um, 
there's just something about this that hits different, man. And maybe it's because yeah. she's a white wo- woman in her 30s and I'm a white woman in my 30s. And, and that's just vibing with me. But it does seem that she is intersectional, inclusive, funny, smart, great drummer, great vocalist, mm. great lyricist, um, great spoken word artist, great singer. You know, it's it, she seems to have all of it. And she also have a se- has a sense of humor around all of that as well and a sense of self-awareness. I, I don't see this woman getting, you know, you know, like I, I, I see her being relatable forever because she just seems like she has a good head on her shoulders hitting success at this age and in this way and with this amount of work behind her and with this amount of the industry behind her yeah. just seems like she's set up to actually be successful and also be healthy and it's so refreshing to not have to worry about a new pop star do you know what I mean yeah absolutely <laughs> and I mean you know Slow Club the band formed in 2006 so that's a mm. long long time to be around as well and so. that the industry was a very different place back in 2006 yeah. you know yeah, I mean and, it's still uh, shitty for women now, but you know it, it was. Yeah, I think it it's was, very it aspirational as well. Then. After you like, once you get into the album, you're like, this is very aspirational. Like, following her story at the moment is also very aspirational, as well as the music being great because it is, like, exactly that. It's like it's something we haven't seen for a long time, and yeah, the songs really stand up. I have to say, I don't think there's a bad song on it really. Um, like, yeah, looking at the t- thirteen songs in this, I'm like. This is a great album. This is really good. It's it pop. is a great, it's a album. great pop album. It's a great like indie album. It feels like a bit of both. That's what I like about yeah. it as well. It kind of has this its own thing going on. So yeah, and obviously yeah, the choral vocals are very ver- present, and mm. and and that's a like a, a tapestry that's used throughout, and it really gives the album kind of a thematic um, thread throughout it as well, mm. without without overdoing it. I think um, mm. because the songs are, but she's very. She's very direct in the songs as well, very direct in the songwriting. And I think that's great because I was thinking about this like when I was listening to it actually on my run and I was kind of going, God, it's so It's weird. a great running album, isn't yeah. it? It's so strange to have, I mean, so many artists make so many albums and there's so many albums out today, for example, and you're just like, but how many approach them with the intent that uh, Rebecca Lucy Taylor seems to approach them here? this here? You know what I mean? It's just like, it has that, it's like she knew what she was going to come up with or she was aiming towards a particular uh, thing and she has made it as opposed yeah. to going, well, I'm just this is a collection of songs, you know, it just feels like a bit more tight, more tied together than that. So, um, yeah, yeah, she's completely clear eyed in, in her view of what she wants to say and how she wants to say it. And yeah. it, it comes across so brilliantly like it's it's and it, it's, you know, it's 13 songs which is a little bit longer than, you know, y- you and I tend to what we we would kind of fall into the kind of 10, 11 song camp for like... That's 45 minutes though, so I forgive it. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's um, it's a stunning record. And I mean, you, you know, I do this all the time. Potential song of the year, prioritize pleasure, probably pop song of the year. Like there's there's big, big songs on this, do you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and I And it just it's so listenable do you know like it's I put it on all the time <laughs> I'm listening to it all the time I've barely listened to anything else since this came out since 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 I got it you know the, a, a week before it was released I've just had it on repeat mm. um and I think it's going to be I think it'll be very high up at the end of the year certainly on my list but I think on on most lists 
uh, yeah. in the UK and Ireland, certainly, yeah. Okay, let's play a bit of I Do This All The Time from Self Esteem. All the days that you get to have are big. Be wary of the favours that they do fear. Okay, that was Self-Esteem, Prioritise Pleasures, the album. Please do check it out if you have not yet. And our next artist is uh, Andrea's Choice. Yep, next up is CMAT uh, with No More Virgos. It sounds like... Drink that you bought for me And I'm losing steam Oh no My mental health is banking on my chastity And you bad for me Although I only made that So at long last, CMAT has announced her debut album, If My Wife Knew I'd Be Dead. Uh, New spelled N-E-W. I saw some guy, obviously, um, <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> obviously, uh, I think responding to one of her tweets announcing it anyway, who was like, is is the misspelling of new intentional? And I was like, what do you think, mate? Like, what, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that got passed? The, the the amount of people that it had to get past before you came along and spotted a spelling error. Good Lord. Anyway, did she if my wife knew. No, she didn't. <laughs> Nobody That's responded. Tough. Well, she's the kind of person that I expected. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she did respond. Yeah, yeah. She'd have something no. to say. That's very true. Um, yeah, so that is going to be out on February 25th uh, next year. I'm very, very excited um, for it. Uh, for the album No More Burgers Will Be On It alongside uh, previous singles uh, Cowboy, Too Wrecked to Care and I Don't Really Care For You and 
her first two signals, Rodney and Another Day KFC, are absent from the album's tracklist. Um, but if you picked up her first EP, you will have those on physical copies. Um, nice. yeah. And I Keep think that that's... Yeah, I think so, you know, because they were... I think those two, KFC and Rodney kind of represent a certain time in CMAT history. And CMAT history has only really been going, you know. Yeah, like January 2020? Not, when was it come out? When not the first that long. Time? Like end of um, 2019 even? Yeah, I think 2019. And then Cow- 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 Cowboy was uh, around the end of 2019, a- I think. April 2020. Was that, mm. that was when, uh, wow. Another day oh KFC. yeah, it was during lockdown. Yeah, because I remember learning the dance moves in my in my front room yeah. during kind of early 2.5k lockdown. Um, yeah, God, mad times. Wow. But anyway, yeah. So those two songs are absent. I think that's probably a good decision to kind of keep that stage. I because I, I I do think Cowboy was a bit of a shift in the in the songs that she was releasing. Yeah. Um, I would say that was her proper breakthrough tune in terms of it was really interesting to watch the uh, people who'd never heard it was like who's this CMAT you know girl (laughs) like she's amazing and then it was everywhere and it was like and it was really interesting watching it um, permeate in different friend groups as well I was like oh look people are really into CMAT. You yeah, know? I was I was getting um, WhatsApp messages from people saying like, "Do you know this girl Seamat?" I'm like, "Do I know this girl Seamat?" Yes, I do. And they, you know, they send me cowboy and and yeah, I'm, I remember even at the time she was posting on her social media, um, there was like some cow, like literal actual cowboys in America doing dance, doing a dance to like to the song on TikTok and it just, it did, it, it went crazy. And it, it's such a beautiful song um, that, that it didn't get an, the nomination for song mm. of the year. The choice is an absolute travesty, but I, I can ab- absolutely imagine that um, her, her album will be in, in with a shot for next year. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, no more Virgos is the single that she's released this week. She's done it again. Very clever song about why we make the same mistakes over and over again in relationship. Uh, she says it marries her love of 1980s Italo disco and her hatred of Virgos. Uh, you know she's only ever dated Italo Virgos. Disco. Um, yeah, and you know how I feel about Virgos. So it's all <laughs> it's all coming together. Um, and yeah, I think like Cowboy, this is a song with, you know, it has a great chorus, very witty one liners in it, but it does have that kind of underlying tone of seriousness and of sadness and of of trauma. And I think that she she marries those two ideas very, very well. Um, not dissimilar to self-esteem, I, I guess, in a way, you know, kind yeah. of taking well what's that awful quote that people say taking your broken heart and turning it into art um that's (laughs) that's something you'd see on a pillow but yeah you know taking trauma and 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 deciding that humor is going to be the way that you process it um which i think is um healthy maybe it certainly makes for good music um as long as you're processing it uh, in a healthy way as well yeah exactly then it's fine yeah Everyone get therapy. Um, but yeah, I, I love this song. I really, really especially love the chorus. Um, it didn't, I mean, I heard it for the first time, only heard it once and then, you know, had had a few hours where I wasn't listening to it. And the chorus was just going around and around and around in my head um, all all day that day. It's it's really, really strong. Yeah, the chorus um, And good music the, video too. 
Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Great music video shot in the Conservative Club in mm-hmm. Dublin um, by uh, Ailish Doherty. And uh, yeah, really like that, of course. The, yeah, but the chorus is, is so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. And so I'm going to so see Matt tonight um, in oh, Wheelands. Oh, tonight. Amazing. Yeah. So, oh, uh, doing a solo show. So, enjoy. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Um, very much, very much looking forward to it. Uh, so, uh, give her uh, a wave from me. I will. I will. I'm sure there'll be a bit of line dancing and uh, whatever yeah. else happening. Uh, great stuff. Um, that is CMAT. And I, I think, you know, what we were saying before about, you know, Slow Club, I see a comparison there slightly in terms of like an, an artist who came out of her shell when she went solo and mm. started fully representing herself because she was in the band Bad Sea. Um, very true. Very much the character is and the songwriting prowess is at the fore now as opposed to being maybe pegged back a bit. Um, perhaps. Mm. So that's another interesting um, way of looking Link. at it. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Those right. two should start a podcast, I think. <laughs> oh, God. I, they should at least can meet. We, <laughs> can we get them? Self-esteem is playing here next Tuesday. And I know. Like, yeah, just get CMAT uh, in in a room with Are you going to self-esteem? I am, yes. I cannot yeah. wait. Yes, yeah. I have a ticket. I will decide on the day. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about gigs and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, my next track is from an artist called Caleb Conley, and uh, this is a song from, and he's a London-based Irish uh, Nigerian artist, um, and this is a song called "Could Be Good." That was Caleb Conley. The song is called Could Be Good. As I said, he was a London-based Irish artist, Nigerian artist. Uh, and last October, he released an EP called Rose Hurts that explored archetypes of love and black masculinity and had some uh, short film kind of stuff with it as well. Six tracks, all recording lockdown. And the musicians who made the album with him or the EP with him had never met before. And so they were created remotely across Ireland, UK. Uh, it says USA, Colombia and Nigeria. So... Really interesting. I think this guy um, is that art- artist that's currently flying under the radar for me. Really good music video to the song as well. And uh, I think there's a lot more to come from him. I think there's something here that's a bit special. It's got that lovely soul that um, the likes of Moses Sumney have for me. And 
I want more people to hear this, and that's why I'm including it here because you know music gets lost, and there's so much. I'm I'm I listen to so much music, and looking at today's the release stuff that comes out, you know you can easily miss things. This guy's great, um, and I implore you to keep an eye out for him. His his name is Caleb Conley, uh, K U N L E, uh, so Caleb as well. So yeah, do check them uh, him out. He's absolutely brilliant, and uh, I look forward to seeing him live maybe at some point. That would be a nice thing to do because I can say well, that again now. Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Andrea, speaking you're, of seeing people live, yeah. um, next up for me is a new song from Spiritualized, uh, who have also released an album that is also going to be uh, out on the 25th of February. So I look forward to Spiritualized and CMAT battling it out for the number one spot in the Irish charts that week. Um, I'm very chuffed about that. Um, yeah, so this is... Um, the song is always together with you and it sounds So that's always together with you from Spiritualized, uh, whose album uh, Everything Was Beautiful is going to come out on the 25th of February 2022. Um, and it is the band's ninth album uh, and it's a follow up to 2018's And Nothing Hurt. Um, and fans of Kurt Vonnegut, um, who is my favorite author, um, will notice that uh, both of those album titles together make a reference to a quote in slaughterhouse five which was which is everything is beautiful and nothing hurt um and i think this is a really beautiful song i think it's a really it's a very spiritualized song um and fans of, fans of the band will definitely recognize this um as a 2014 uh from a 2014 demo which was called always forgetting with you um in brackets the bridge song and i think that this now he, hearing it now and hearing the demo I think it's it, it it's a really beautiful kind of typically spiritualized kind of very tech studio technical or like there's the distant voice at the beginning of the song that harks back to ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space which is um the band's kind of undisputed masterpiece um and from there there's just these beautiful vocals with with these really sweet lyrics you know it's it's a very straight down the line 
love song and there's those soft fuzzy guitars there's some tinkling xylophones and the beeps and boops that come along with with a with a spiritualized record and yeah i think it's really beautiful i think it's really mesmerizing and contemplative and um a very very sweet song you know like the lyrics are almost saccharine but you know this this band gets away with that um and they have also announced a tour and will be playing the Olympia Theatre in May 2022. So that's very exciting too. Yeah, so I was a fan of Spiritualized, uh, the first four albums, I guess. I heard, I think Laser Guided Melodies was the first one I heard. My friend had it. Um, my friend Mike had it. And uh, then I heard Pure Phase and I was really impressed by it. And then um, I think at the time I was about 15 and... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we were floating in space. It came out, and for a fifteen-year-old, that's quite a challenging record in terms of like it's quite big in scope. It, it had the live. Actually, I think it was a live at the Albert Hall um, album I heard after, which came out afterwards. Um, and I kind of got like, "What is this band? Who are this band?" I remember going seeing them at Galway in the black box, uh, probably when I was like eighteen, maybe seventeen, eighteen. I'm not sure. It must have been maybe older than that. It must have been older. Um, and then let it come down. They came afterwards, so. I was a big fan of that. I know, uh, yeah, so they've obviously been re-releasing a lot of their albums in, in deluxe packages. Do you know if the uh, Ladies and Gentlemen and Floating in Space package is the, uh, harks back to the one that they released in the at the time? I don't. I don't know if uh, it is that, uh, oh God, explaining what it is. Um, when you pop pills out of their plastic packaging, some alliteration there <laughs> accidental um yeah it's it, it's like that except the pills are cds um and i have it in the other room yeah here. it is my partner's uh edition of it i'm barely allowed to look at it let alone touch it um but it, oh, it's absolutely beautiful it's stunning um but i am thinking i think they're up to in terms of the re-releases of the albums they're up to ladies and gentlemen now as in i think that's been released now so i do want to buy it so that i have a copy a physical copy of that album that i can actually listen to and look at um in the house which would be nice uh but yeah no that that edition is is beautiful i think it goes for a few bomb online now oh um, of course i, say, I, I looked, can't, can't believe but, i'd say there's not that many of them surely no no i i remember when uh, i was first presented with it as a Objet d'art. Um, it uh, I think he had mentioned that there, it was a very very limited run sort of mm, thing. So yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing to have. Um, yeah, it's it's in there with that that Krautrock book that also goes for like hundreds of quid on online. Oh, so, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're know. the two bits. Yeah, yeah. So you know, prize possessions. Do my, do my best to get them in the divorce anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it is beautiful. And I'm really, really excited for this spiritualized record. I really liked the 2018 one. I think like, I, I don't know how, how much it was heard by people who aren't just like very big spiritualized fans, but I really, really liked it. I thought it was beautiful. I think I remember you and I did um, our end of year that year, or maybe it was one that I wrote for the site. Um, and I remember it being quite high on my... Uh, right. my albums so yeah lovely um yeah lovely band very good great well that's spiritualized um i'm gonna stick with some new irish uh buzz and the act that i picked is a duo from dundalk called negro impacto they are strange love and chi chi they had a 
debut five track EP released this year and uh, just a few months ago, very much in the beginning stakes. But I really like what they're doing and uh, I really like their vibe. They played, they started playing gigs now that gigs are back and um, they're playing uh, this week Friday, actually, I think up in the sound house. I don't think I could make that one, but I'm really interested to see what they're like. Um, and this is a song called Mini Excursion. Yeah, Ooh, that's just a nice right. track. I I thought would be worth recommending. A uh, new band that I'm just uh, yeah really impressed by at the moment. So, um, what is your next choice, Andrea? Uh, my next choice is another um, studio recording release of a um, demo uh, from quite a big band. It is Radiohead with "Follow Me Around." It sounds. Coming down the fast lane, coming after me. You follow me. So this is from the um, the upcoming um, release of Kid A slash Amnesiac, um, Kid Amnesia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking banned, I swear to God. <laughs> they make everything so fucking complicated. Um, and included um, with the the re-release um, will be a collection of uh, B-sides and rarities, which... Uh, I think, you know, like listening to Ray, being a Radiohead fan is as much to do with kind of um, digging into those B-sides and those rare tracks and listening to... It's the tracks that aren't released as well as the tracks that are released, like jazz. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. (laughs) It is, yeah, it's all about the the songs they don't play. Um, (laughs) And and this is one that um, I've definitely heard before. I think I have it on like playlists or I have it somewhere in your um, Winamp folder somewhere collection of like my Winamp folder <laughs> yeah I got it from Soulseek back in the day or something um, still going and it's lovely it's it's really is it yeah um the, yeah it's it's really great to to hear um you know it's 
it was like when um when they did the reissue of um okay computer okay not okay um and we got to hear the studio version of man of war and it was just like uh, just the world opened you know like i i really love that song um this not you know not quite as uh, big for me but i i i, I do think that this, this is a great um this is a great track. It has a really um, kind of horrible music video. Have you watched it? Uh, I, I caught a bit of it. Yeah, the one with uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, it's it's absolutely like horrific to watch. It's um, but it's amazing. You know, it's all like um, at least the effect of being done in one take and the cameras kind of moving it, yeah. it, into spaces that you don't really feel like it should fit and very anxious and um yeah a, a difficult watch but also you know brilliant again with with uh to to compare it to man of war um which also has a stunning music video it, it's another one of those videos where you spend time watching it and wondering how they did it um which i think radio had a really really they've always made excellent music videos i think man of war is one of their best ones and this is one that you know it's I appreciate it, but I don't think I'll ever want to like watch it again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, not much else to say about this. You know, it's um, I think we will probably talk about this reissue when it does come out um, because there's going to be a lot of unreleased music on it. Um, so but when I think is it it's, out? It's great. You know, and I love this. Um, I love this period for them. I think they um, I think Tom York was engaging with really interesting um experimental songwriting during this time so i'm interested to hear what else kind of came out of came out of those sessions um i i saw i've seen some people on twitter um uh, who like work in music publishing and record shops and stuff kind of you know posting pictures of it having just arrived and things so um i will probably go out on friday and buy it uh, and it looks great it looks like a good a good sturdy a good tall sturdy record <laughs> um so yeah no i'm i'm really really excited for this and this is a nice um a nice little teaser but um excited to hear that okay well my next act is a teaser of a different nature it is a act called realize who i've been following for quite a long time and um, they are playing a gig in the workmans on december 4th and they have an album out soon and i don't think it's coming out to 2022 but I wanted to pick a song that I'd be listening to there. It's called Boss Trick. Um, and here is a bit of Boss Trick. Sat down in the crown, pushing suns around. Watching Navi's Mondo 315 from Pontius Town. A cloud of memory surrounds. Two wanderers from Woodbury Down. I felt like I was part of something. Like I was part of something 
so yeah Realize um, they had a song out in 2015 called North Circular I think I heard that from a Jamie XX mix originally and I was just so taken with it and I still am it's one of those songs that like if I'm DJing somewhere and something is feeling really good and I feel like you know there's a moment for a, right me- for a mellow vibe or a, a vibe that's a bit of a because it's not mellow it's just it's quite uh, melancholic but it's also very anthemic and it also mm. I don't know what it is about this band like Boss Trick as well has that has a reference to the 315 at Punchestown maybe they just like uh, certain things because the Irish yeah. Times are mentioned is mentioned in the North Circuit I'm not sure there's an Irish connection um, but they are Kevin Carras and Patrick King there used to be a guy called Watson uh, in the band as well he's not no longer in it what I love about Realize is that kind of have that kind of baggy Manchester Happy Mondays vibe but and also like classic 90s indie buzz but not really anything it's kind of like the the modern version of that. It kind of reminds me of the Pet Shop Boys, reminds me of the streets, it reminds me of like New Order and even mm. It uh, reminds me of the you know that that club remix of For Those I Love, um I Have a Love with the yeah. it kinda of, kinda of has this like, you know, nice beat under it, but then it has the melancholy of the of the vocal delivery as well not quite to the same extent obviously but it, it, when I when I heard this first it reminded me of that yeah yeah I think they're just a great band and uh, there's a lovely um, the album is called Ladash and that'll be out next year um, Sarah Gum did a a, a big uh, feature on them a while ago like a, like a band have been around for a good while I've actually seen them live once in at The Great Escape a number of years ago um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what it's like now I think they've definitely gone more clubby and anthemic and uh but still keeping that like lyricism there so i'm really looking forward to hearing Ladash, and i'm looking forward to seeing them they're playing the workman's on december 4th so i think that'll be a great one uh that's the same night as uh lumo christmas party so that's going to be a great night as long as we're still able to do gigs by then <laughs> okay denise fingers crossed <laughs> yeah denise, denise is next <laughs> cut the shit let's get to denise <laughs> i love that i love that Energy, Nile. Love that energy. 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 Uh, this is Denise Chyla with Energy. unmistakable timbre of Denise Tyler there or is it because there's something a little bit different about this um about this song which is that it has sung vocals in it um from Denise from start to finish um yeah which is new for us I think um and I think it sounds really really great it's uh this is the second track uh from the upcoming EP it's a mixtape 
Um, <laughs> Hold on. Um, Last time it wasn't a mixtape. This time it is a mixtape. I mix know. <laughs> I know. I Yeah, that, that, it, that does make me laugh a lot. Um, and it just kind of points to Denise being this artist who is like just consistently uh, resistant of being boxed into anything um, when it comes to this this industry of ours but yeah energy um produced by Merle um and also it's it's also a, a duet song with with Merle and it's really great to hear these two artists together um uh Denise says about the song I wrote the song when I was tired and grieving somehow the experience of creating it became a massive learning curve singing you can't take my energy while well, me- mentally and emotionally drained um uh, living through incredible uncertainty and trying to find stable ground from moment to moment became a challenge I didn't intend to set myself, but it's one I'm glad I did. Uh, Denise goes on to say about the the beat and the time signature, um, which for me was the the first thing I really noticed about this track um, was that it has this interesting, I think, uh, seven, eight sort of time signature. Um, Denise says the song began as a beat with a time signature that I just couldn't understand how to write to one which I allowed to linger in my drafts for months because I was too nervous to attempt writing to it and potentially ruin a very beautiful song. Every step of the process has been measured, unhurried, full of conversation and gentle risk taking. Stepping outside of my comfort zone like this made me gag as much as it made me smile. Um, And yeah, I I think this song, it kind of gets across that kind of duality of... um, of like standing firm in your ground and holding space of like and understanding who you are and that you're on the right path because you know it it, it it's a very pleasant song to listen to um but that repetitive refrain you can't take my energy alongside that almost unstable kind of beat uh, i i think that's speaking uh, that's really speaking volumes to to the message that um that Denise has in this song um and I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, nice to hear something different as well. And and mm. uh, as a tease for the mixtape as well. So I think that'd be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Do you have a date for the mixtape? I think it's next year, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think it it's is. It's a while away. Yeah, I think it is. It's yeah. kind of like first first uh, yeah. tease of the project, I think. Is, yeah. Um, it's hard to believe we sorry. still don't no, have let me the... let me rephrase that. Sorry, I, I was sneezing. Um, I was trying to answer the question. It's Friday, twenty sixth of November is when the mixtape comes out. So, oh, that's soon. <laughs> that is soon. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was this side of Christmas anyway. Um, no, oh six. Yeah, oh yeah, six one is going to be on it as well. So that's this is the yes, second. Yes, yeah, so, so this is the second track. Yeah, I think it's going to be a five track EP. So I'm really excited. It's, <laughs> it's very difficult to believe in this world um, that we live in that we still haven't had a. Uh, official Denise Tyler album and nor do we have an announcement for one so I do like this I like this kind of mixtapes all day fine by me mixtapes all day just like yeah totally circumventing expectations of uh, what artists should be doing when they're releasing music I love it okay great so on the patreon this week um i'm putting out a little uh, playlist of what would uh i I started thinking to myself last week um when i was going back to dj and i was like what would a modern indie disco feel like um and i was trying to like change the it would feel good perception yes trying to change the perception (laughs) of like what okay what songs would you play what kind of music would you play would you play 
obviously you can play like stuff like Blur if you want or like, you know, anyway, I was just having to think about tunes that you could play at an in modern indie disco club and what that would be sound, what that would sound like. And one of the songs I heard very recently, which I missed on uh, when it first came out, is from Fred again, uh, featuring Baxter Jewelry. And the song is called uh, Diesel, My Friends. Came out in August. So Fred again. Um, well, let me play a bit of the song first and then uh, we'll come back. Awkward. Let's dance again, shall we? So Fred again uh, with Back to Jury. That song is called These Are My Friends. Um, that obviously would go well with uh, or sounds very like uh, We Become Heroes by the Streets as well in terms of its uh, piano uh, vibe there. And Fred again, uh, I never really got into the album last year. It was uh, The debut was called Actual Life and was made between April 14th and December 17th, 2020. Um, and I just, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I like... There was interesting things on it. I like the idea of it. It's basically like almost collage and sampled from things sampled from YouTube and voice notes and uh, big famous tracks like like Derby Kennedy was in there. Um, but I didn't a lot of it didn't really work for me. I like I really wanted to like it, but I didn't really feel much about it. Now Fred is coming up to releasing a second album and uh, the first track this is the second track from it first track uh samples of billy ray martin's song your loving arms from 1994 um and i'm interested to see what's going to happen because i really like i think baxter jury obviously does this he has that like deep sonorous voice that works really well for spoken word stuff but i like the idea there was a few of those songs last year especially from uh, or earlier this year from uk artists who were trying to maybe capture the zeitgeist of of reopening in the world again and there was another song called um just for the times by a band called everyone you know and i do like that song but sometimes they're a bit on the nose uh in terms of like oh where have we reopened you know like the world is reopened we're back having party again and there was the fred again song that he had uh with uh the blessed madonna called we've lost dancing maria and uh, which is uh, maria stamper is her name um it just it felt a bit too on the nose for me. And I think this is more like it. It's kind of like it has that nice vibe. Baxter Jury just being a bit funny and weird. And it kind of reminds me of something like that could be from train spotting or something like that. That kind of what it feels like to me. Um so I really like this. Um so Fred Fred's real name is Fred Gibson, and um so he actually gained notoriety. He joined an a cappella group at Brian Eno's studio in London. 
and uh, Eno noticed that he was quite good at using Logic Pro and then uh, basically mentored him from there on. And uh, so I think we're only getting back into the idea that like gigs are back and, and the same with Fred again as well. He's done a lot of kind of uh, pandemic streams and stuff like that. So there are some live shows on the way. So I think with a second album coming i think it could be very interesting to see what happens with fred again that is baxter jury with him called these are my friends is the track i believe we have an album to discuss uh, two albums to discuss before we finish yes we do have an album to discuss um my choice for um my second album choice uh for the month of october is the sum of the in-between by maria kelly uh which i think is a really beautiful understated uh album uh that kind of very like gently released into the world but the people who who it has found its way to um kind of hold it in a very special place and I'm one of those um so this is what it sounds like uh this is Martha it might be the end of the world but like it's fine I got it go Everything has changed now I tell the time will heal it But time has made it worse somehow It's really got me thinking That I was better in Berlin I wonder what I'm missing Martha, um, which is, I think, uh, was a single from the record. Yeah, the um, first track, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was a little bit late, actually, listening to Maria Kelly's album. And it was just, somebody had mentioned it online and I was like, yes, that was on my list. Uh, so I popped it on, went there for a walk with it, which I, I highly recommend as uh, being the way to discover this album. It's a beautiful album to listen to while you're walking around in the autumn. Um, which as as we know are is the best music and the best way to <laughs> the best music, to music the best time to do it's so. just it's just the best um and yeah i immediately actually got home and um started working on a piece for my um newsletter if you will allow me the plug um please do dash cleary um dot ghost dot io that's you've probably done it you've done wrong. it is that right i think so I don't think I've ever successfully <laughs> done that. Oh, wow. That's stunning. Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. Boom. Nailed it. Um, yeah, so I started working on a piece about um, voice notes um, in albums uh, because I think, you know, there is a kind of a, um, it's becoming increasingly popular to kind of have these voice notes, you know, people speaking to each other, leaving each other little messages. Yeah, there's some in self-esteem, there's some in the Fred again stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Nilo's record from last year as well. I was uh, talking a bit about that in, in, in the piece as well. But I just think Maria Kelly does something so interesting with it. Um, 
she really makes the the notes kind of hold down a story throughout the record um and they're not just not like sometimes with the notes uh it'll be people talking talking about their record or talking about something kind of outside of it but what she does i think is uh is to she selects them in ways where it kind of feels like these are notes that like I could have sent in the past year. Like mm. there's a few, there's, there's one at the beginning or at, at the end of at the, both the beginning and the end of that song, Martha, um, of a friend saying like, oh, it might be, um, actually, let me just get the actual quote, um, so that I have this correct. Um, it's like, it might be the end of the world, but like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's like, it might be the end of the world, but like, it's fine. Um, which you know it's <laughs> and there's a little laugh that 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 accompanies that and then at the end you know the same voice returns um in, in the same message saying well just to say you know don't panic but you can tell by the sound of my voice that that I'm panicking um there's there's another one later on where a man says there's only a certain amount of things you can control one of them being how you feel you are literally stressing yourself out for nothing um and then later again there's another one that that goes just something just something so simple as like so sorry i haven't gotten back to you i've been thinking about what you what you sent to me and here's what i think and i think it 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 really kind of um it feels like the songs are are the are the things that are happening in between these conversations like when when maria is going away and considering what is happening within these conversations these are the bits that she's working out and then we get to hear the other side of the conversation through the voice notes i think that's that's such an interesting way to frame a record you know mm. it sounds like a conversation between two people it does sound like based um, off the title it does kind of maybe suggest that there is elements of that that the, the maria has thought the about some of the in between ab- ab- absolutely um it i i think it is an album that is about in between times you know we talk about kind of liminality um in in, in you know topics but you know in in a lot of different ways it it is about that it's about being at a stage in your life when things are feeling a little bit in between um i think it's also about um the pandemic and feeling like that that feeling of of be, being alive in your body and walking around and, mm. and still being a human but being denied so much of um what it is that makes us humans you know kind of dancing and contact and friendship and kind of having to have these conversations um over over our our phones um in 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 these messages in, in in these ways but also how how that kind of format facilitates um more so than a phone call yeah. um kind of more um consideration in the in the um in the conversation so yeah i think i think it's a, and you know that's all, all, all of that's not not to mention how beautiful this how the the record actually sounds. You know her her voice is very um, it's sweet without being you know annoying. <laughs> like it's it's definitely it's definitely like on the sweeter side of um, of this style of you know very trying not to say like singer songwritery you know be- bedroom mm. folk pop kind of thing, but. Um, the lyrics are really, really strong. It sounds very beautiful, very atmospheric. Like the the opening track is is this sort of it it it's like somebody whispering, um, like in t- it sounds like they're 
they're not making any sense, but you can just pick out these little snippets of words. It's a very anxious kind of thing to to listen to. Um, and then it's, you know, there is there's there's this balance throughout the record uh, between um, anxiety and um, feeling kind of at odds with yourself mm. and also moments where the where things just kind of sound like they're going to be okay and I think that that side of things comes through a lot in in the production as well so yeah I, th- I think it's a it's a very interesting record there's um it's definitely more than the sum of its parts there's a lot more than meets the eye uh on this album and I think the more you listen to it the more you'll find to to think about it you know and to to kind of go off on your own tangents and and have a, have a little think about the topics because uh, I I certainly did yeah great well that's a it sounds like a ringing endorsement for the album and mm. uh, one I have to give another listen to for sure I haven't been great mm. with albums recently to be honest I just yeah. just get know. to your nearest leafy area and have a little walk around yeah. Yeah, and listen to it. It's love. It's a nice way to do it. Well, I do have another Irish album to recommend, and uh, like Maria, she yeah, this is, is our last one. Yeah, she is from Mayo, um, a Mayo artist. It is uh, Elaine May, and the album is called uh, Home. Obviously, Elaine is a long time uh, nine uh, featured artist. Uh, I believe I looked back there to check. Two thousand eleven was the first time that I featured Elaine May on the website. So that's ten years ago. So wow. the album came out very recently. Um, it's a great 10-track album. As Elaine says herself, all the tracks on home relate to the theme of belonging. For me, the experience of feeling like you belong somewhere or someone, or with someone that can happen in so many different ways. You might feel it in your favourite club or in the company of friends. And every track tells a story about experiencing that feeling. I'm really proud of this work and collaborating with so many brilliant Irish female artists has been an absolute pleasure. And she does indeed do that because there are vocals here from Sinead White, the likes of Loa, uh, Alva Reddy and May Kay. But on the podcast, I actually just wanted to play one of the tracks that doesn't feature um, a vocalist because, you know, it is Elaine's album and it is her music and production. And I think the track Mother, named after the uh, queer disco and electro club that happens at Lost Lane every week, is one of those tracks. And I think it would worth highlighting as well. Just, you know, the craft of Elaine May herself. So this is a song called Mother. Okay, that was Elaine May. Song is called Mother from the album Home. Um, and uh, I think Elaine released this at the right time as things started to reopen in terms of gigs and stuff like that. So Elaine got to play a one of the reopening weekends there last week, I believe, in the Workman's Cellar. Um, so that was the 29th, I think. Um, so great to see that happening as well. And just, you know, I mean, it's been so long. We've been waiting for 
so long in terms of uh, events and gigs and clubs and stuff like that. So um, I have certainly um, had lovely times in the last couple of weeks. And I think it's worth talking about, actually, to maybe to like segue into our any other business section, because you, like it's been a long time since I've had gigs to recommend or like experiences to, to talk about. And I think we had a lovely chat on the patreon.com forward slash 99 discord um, last week, just with, with people in there talking about, you know, we are we're all at different levels of apprehension in terms of um what it's like to be out in the world, whether you're ready. I know, Andrea, you've talked eloquently about how you're not quite ready to be like at gigs yet and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, it's a, it's a very much like everybody's individual choice at the moment. But I do think just from my perspective, I just wanted to talk about this, about this briefly after being out for two weeks now. Um, Well, and just feeling what it's like. And I think there's a couple of things that struck me. First of all, is the, the normality of being at gigs. I went to see Silverbacks uh, on the 22nd of October. Um, I was out the following night for the Laboom gig. Um, a following night again for, uh, on the 24th, we went for a dance in Tengu as well. So um, just a really nice thing. Also put on a gig in the Workman Cellar with the X Collective and uh, Strange Boy. So it was just really lovely. That was the first weekend back. And then last weekend, I was doing a lot of DJing. I DJed in Lost Lane on Friday. Saw a bit of houseplants as well. Um, and, and then we had Lumo on Saturday night as well. So just really nice. And then Thursday, of course, I had a, we had a gig in Lucky's with Moving Still, um, Jimbo Jones and Sorka McGrath. So it was just like there was loads of ha- things happening. What was interesting, we I got close contacted after the first week. Um, uh, and so... I kind of was like, uh oh, here we go. Um, but in the end, I dug, did an ancient test on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday evening, I think it was. And then went and did a PCR in, in City West on the Wednesday and got the results back on Thursday saying all clear. I think, you know, and I've talked to people, I've talked to promoters, I've talked to people who are out in the world and we're all a bit like, mm, we kind of have to make decisions about where we're going to be. And where are we going to go? I was going to go to a couple of film screenings in the lighthouse last week. I decided not to because I had to prioritize my work stuff. And it's, I think it's just an interesting thing to uh, think about for somebody who works in events or DJs or, you know, goes to gigs professionally almost is like you now have to think about everything that you do socially in terms of, well, what's that priority? Who should I meet? How can I meet people? Um, You know, and I know other friends of mine are thinking about like prioritizing uh, when they're prioritizing seeing their parents or somebody like that or more vulnerable, they're not going to see that many people in advance of that. And I totally get that. The other thing I will say is that it does seem um, based off, I mean, this is anecdotal, but I do think the vaccines are working quite well for people uh, as well, because I've had, we've had a couple of those kind of, uh, I've heard of a couple of people, um, my ex as well, who had a close contact kind of scare and she was in a car with somebody who had it. But no one's got it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just thinking mm. there's a lot of those examples where I'm hearing where like people have been around somebody who's who's got COVID suddenly who was vaccinated and we're like, oh, well, we're all going to get it now. A band mm. as well I talked to who spent uh, time in a car together. They also were in that position and nobody else got it. So I was like, OK, I think there's we have to be a bit more like trusting of the, the vaccine as well because I know some people are like booster shots blah, blah 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 but I think they do work I think they do work for a lot of people and I think that's yeah. worth thinking about but, but the other thing is like I think it's going to be like this for a long long time <laughs> like for now is like you're doing antigen tests you if you like we we had no symptoms I had no symptoms last week uh, when I got the close contact but I really even though the government advice is still like you don't have to isolate unless you have symptoms I was like I'm not going to go 
out and do my job and be around for three nights in different places if if there's a chance I have it, you know, and give it to people. And it's just, I think that was a bit unfair. I think it's just a bit unrealistic um, for people to um, expect that. Uh, and I think we all have to, this is what the antigen test thing is about. Um, yeah, so just really, I think it's like, you know, the, the vibe now is like you kind of look at the week ahead and go, what have we got coming up? Antigen tests, like the government are telling us different things than what we're supposed to do. We're, you know, we're, we're, we hopefully are. Obviously, what I'd like is that the next two, three months, we definitely aren't going to be closing gigs because, you know, I'm going back into full flight mode and I have to make hay while the sun shines and all that kind of stuff. But, mm. you know, we kind of have to take personal responsibility in how we operate and move around the world. And that means antigen tests and PCR tests pretty regularly. And then I'm happy to do that. But I just think it's an interesting thing. But yeah, from your perspective as well, you're like, you're not sure where you're at. And a lot of people I know mm. are like that as well. Cause like we had a club night on when on Saturday, Luma club, it was absolutely amazing. It was great to have it. And I, it was like something I'd been looking forward to for 19 months. It was my, it was my rock. It was like the thing I looked forward to for so long, but it was interesting in, in advance. We had a lot of refunds and um, requests, but also a lot of interest in the, in the night. So we had, there was no problem getting, selling those tickets mm. back, putting those back on sale. So we sold 300 and there was quite a lot of no-shows. So I think the no-shows thing is something that's going to happen for a while. Uh, you know, people maybe not quite ready for all of that yet. And I think that's absolutely yeah. fine. So, you know, I think like you're in that position as well. We talked about maybe going to a gig next week and you're not ready yet, probably. Yeah, so. like, so for example, I, I bought a ticket for the self-esteem gig. So I have that ticket. Um, I bought it kind of on a whim um, and I've been a bit anxious about using it. So, you know, maybe, maybe a few days before I, I actually I already have somebody who would be interested in taking it if I don't go. So that's fine. Um, it's actually it's quite unlikely that I will go. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that every, that things are open and that, um, there's club nights and people can dance and they can see live music and stuff. Um, but I think there are, there are a lot of people like me who, um, may, maybe who kind of have had like anxiety disorders before the pandemic. Um, and the pandemic was actually, um, not maybe not as difficult uh to kind of retreat socially for uh for people like me than for maybe people like you who kind of get your um get your energy and 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 your drive from being around other people and and kind of being in crowds and buzzing off that um I'd be quite the opposite of that like mm. I I would have to kind of um psych myself up for a a, a good week maybe for to, to this is pre-pandemic uh, to go to like a gig or a big social event or a club or anything like that. Um, so I think, you know, that um, that idea of re-entering uh, very quickly isn't one that I'm um, at the moment kind of ready to do. And then, I mean, that's obviously not to mention the um, the case numbers and things like that as well, which which um, even though I know that that, that vaccines are working and even people that do get COVID are, are recovering quickly. Um, I'm still absolutely terrified of getting COVID. So, um, I think that's just, that's just part of it as well. So I think that there is, there, there is a bit of a divide, you know, with friendship groups, like, you know, I've been invited to a few things and, um, it's an odd feeling saying no, mm. um, because it can feel a bit like, 
it can feel like you're being judgmental. Like I can, I could understand somebody being like, oh, you know, well, well, why not? You know, do you think I'm being unsafe? Do you think mm. I'm being selfish by going out? And it's not that at all, just to kind of like, you know, if anyone is thinking that, if they have a friend who's doing that, it's it's not that at all. It's that, you know, you know, the fear you wake up with after a big night out, like that mixed with COVID-19, mixed with having social anxiety, like those three things together in a pot is <laughs> just a recipe for like, an entire week of despair. So I think it's 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 all of those things that are kind of it's it's less actually about like being out on the night and more about like the worry afterwards. Mm. That's where I'm coming at it from. But having said that, I have been to um two restaurants and I've been to the cinema once and those were kind of like big steps for me. So, you know, I am coming out of my cage. <laughs> I am doing just fine. Um but I'm just doing it that little bit more slowly than other people. Um, but, you know, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. I, and I mean, maybe these booster jabs will will kind of ease some of this anxiety. Um, I don't know. Um, but I would really like to go to a gig. I really, really would. I just don't want to do it. I don't want my first gig back to feel horrible. That's what it is. Yeah. I want to just completely enjoy it and let go. And I just feel like at the moment, I'm not personally at a place where I would be able to let go and have a good time and not worry. Yeah, sure. So I'd rather just wait um, until I am at that place. And then my first gig back will feel like that big release kind of thing, you know. Um, uh, the United Ireland podcast, uh, last week's episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, last yeah, week's. Uh, the, um, uh, there was a brilliant conversation on that um, between Una and I, I actually can't remember who she was interviewing. Um, yeah, there's a really good conversation um, on that podcast about kind of um, like not in a boring way, but like knowing your limits and not not just diving at like if you if you do take a drink, you know, maybe an awareness that your tolerance to alcohol might be a bit down. Mm. I mean, mine. Mine bloody isn't. <laughs> I've certainly taken a drink or two at home during during lockdown. But, you know, like your, your tolerance for alcohol might be down. If you're somebody who uh, takes substances, your tolerance of substances might be down. Even just your tolerance for being around other people might be a bit shaky. So I think just everybody needs to take it at their own pace. Try things out. And do you know that meme that the meme that changed my life? If it sucks, hit the bricks. Get out of there. Go home. Get yeah. get in a taxi. Get the fuck home. Uh, you can always leave. That's it. I do think, um, yeah, there's a lot so, of people who have that kind of expectation of, of you know, this has to be the best night ever. And that's the thing yeah. that sets people up it's for so to fail. Pressure, well, know? that sets like you up to fail on like nights like New Year's Eve and stuff. And that's why people always mm, have a terrible night on New Year's Eve. So I think you just it. need to have a low key uh, experience yeah. in some way and then just be like, it's fine. It's fine. Just when you're ready vibe. for it. And, yeah. and like, as well, like, I, I I do hope that um there won't be a whole lot of the like oh I'm I'm going home like ah oh, no stay out for one more it's yeah. like no, I'm going home like if your friend says they're going home they're going home let them go um, yeah I was listening yeah. to the uh, Tebby Rex album last week the new uh, or new album that came out last week and there's a mm. there's a line in one of the songs like when that fella started talking about his CAO points in the smoking area that's it I'm, yeah, that's yeah. appalling I'm calling it it was like yeah 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 I get yeah, that so <laughs> um so but yeah anything else I do hope been... the people that are that are going out um 
are having a good time and they're enjoying it. Um, I'm sure they are. And I can live through their Instagram stories. Uh, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I, just, I don't think I've got any other business. Um, well, I've one film. Okay, did you watch any any spooky films? Yes. Um, so our Halloween night choice um, was the film Censor, which is a British psychological horror film came out this year, um, directed by uh, Prano Bailey Bond or Prano Bailey Bond. I'm not quite sure how to how to pronounce uh, her first name. Um, and it follows a woman, Enid Baines, who works for the British Board of Film Classification uh, during the height of the uh, video nasty uh, controversy. And um, the premise is, you know, a, fi- a film comes to her desk that she has to um, have a look at and see, does it um, does it meet the film standards like, or oh, is it too violent or, you know, um, yeah. there's, there's very, there's very funny moments. Yeah. A couple of moments at, at, at the beginning of it where, uh, it shows them kind of in, in the office and, but, you know, very, very seriously saying like, um, yeah, we can keep the beheading in, but, um, the part with the entrails, we're going to have to take about four seconds off that, you know, and, and it is, if you've ever seen documentaries or heard people discuss what it's like to work in, in the film class classification board especially in in britain to do with um rating films or approving them or banning them um it it comes down to that kind of level of minutiae uh, so that was that it was it was interesting to see that in the film but anyway so if a, a film comes to her desk that um uh, is uh, suspiciously similar to the circumstances surrounding her sister's di- disappearance when they were both children um and so she starts to kind of investigate that um all the while her mental health is kind of uh, deteriorating and it's it's a it's a really i mean the premise i think is brilliant it's really original mm. um but it's a really really good watch like parts of it are really quite out there visually it's it's really um it it looks great but you know there's there's sequences in it that are way out there um yeah, it, and all, all the performances are fantastic in it as well. Lynn is in it, um, as in Alan Partridge's Lynn. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, she's in it, just playing Lynn. <laughs> like <laughs> she, it's, it's only a, it's a, it's a very small part, but um, you know, whenever you see her in anything, you're like Lynn, Lynn, it's Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah great. and this this would have been set before Alan Partridge started, so I like to think that she left this job to go and work for Alan. <laughs> well, that's why she's back of um, nerves. <laughs> yeah that, yeah this is why she is the way she is um so yeah that's censor uh it's on it's on movie at the moment if you have movie um i i highly recommend it and it's not just for halloween like it's a it's a you can kind of watch it anytime cool great yeah, um the only scary film i watched not even scary film an old film an old uh spooker film was uh called cat people from 1942 um oh. on 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 halloween night it is a it's basically a an old uh, horror film, so it's not that scary, but it is. I think it's kind of cool. It's it's different, kind of creepy. Yeah, it's a it's about a woman um, from where is she? She's from Serbia, and she's living in in America. And it's there's a lot of old fashioned um, like relationship stuff. Like this guy meets her in in the park, and she she's a she's drawing pictures of the panther in the in the in. Uh, I think it's in Central Park or somewhere like that. And it's like there's, mm. there's these panthers in the zoo and she uh, is drawing them and he's drawn to her and they have they struck up a relationship. But there's some all is not what it seems. Basically, oh. she is worried, basically, that the, 
there she might be a descendant of the the cat people who were uh, an old wives' tale in Serbia who metaphor metamorphize into panthers when aroused, basically. So, um, so she doesn't want to kind of uh, consummate the 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 marriage or the relationship, and it kind of goes from there. So, it's an old fashioned tale, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it for because cl- of that. your classic tale. Yeah, of your I mean, like if you talk about like what I panther. wanted to watch was it follows, and that's kind of a similar vibe. It's like you know, most yeah, most very most similar. horror films are based off that idea aren't they like you know the kind of sexual repression yeah if you consummate something then yeah exactly so i think cat people is one of the first have you ever seen it follows oh yeah yeah i want to watch it again yeah yeah Yeah. um i really want to watch that again Um, it stands up on it on its second watching we we watched it maybe two weeks before halloween i might have been talking about it on the podcast and yeah it really really so good so good the score is brilliant Uh, it's so good i really love it yeah Great. It's not too spooky to watch on your own. Oh, is it not? Mm, yeah, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I watched Midnight Mass, did I tell you? Yeah, we, 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 talk we talked about, about that, that last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched that. And then uh, I think I have two episodes left in The Haunting of Bly Manor, which Very I good. started watching immediately after. And I do quite like that. Should um, we talk no, about Succession? To... Spoiler alert? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched any of it. Okay, right. I'm saving I'm, it all. I'm all the way caught up, so... We yeah, no, I'm we'll saving all of this season up until the last week and then I can get the Now TV one week trial and I can binge watch it all. <laughs> uh, that's my plan. Plus, I also I like binge watching Succession. So and do you know what? It's mad. Like, I haven't seen a single spoiler. Yeah, I like, mean, I I've not yeah. I've not muted the word or anything, but I suppose it's not really that kind of show. Like, no, it's, it's not. not. Like, Game of Thrones where it's like oh my god Roman's dead or yeah, you know like yeah. it's not really that sort of thing yeah. so you won't get that kind of thing it's power yeah. play so someone like, undermined someone like ooh yeah they're not so. the kind of stories you're gonna like uh, be ruined in a single spoiler in a tweet you no. know what I mean Definitely unless something not, big no. happens in this season which it may do in, like, in the season finale yeah, yeah. but I'm, 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 I'm gonna catch up and then watch the season finale when that comes out. So All I'll say is that I'm really enjoying season three so far because I did, we did yeah. binge watch season one and two again. Um, my girlfriend hadn't seen it, so I wanted to watch it again as well anyway. Mm. So it was really nice to be able to go straight into season three because season three starts just as uh, season two ends. So um, yeah, I'm really we're going to start watching The Americans because uh, we saw it got like number three or number four in the BBC Um best what was it uh best television series of this century right something like that since big commitment as well um, though isn't it to do that yeah i didn't i uh well it was himself suggested and i was like oh yeah and then i <laughs> went in to have a look it's like seven seasons and each of the seasons has like 20 something episodes and i was like Ugh. yeah but you know, I started watching season one a number of years ago and I really enjoyed it. But it was that kind of like, yeah, keeping up that pace. I was like, I'm just not going to be able to keep this up. Yeah. Unless there was yeah. someone and else there who really wanted to watch watching it. watching a series and like it's just stopping inexplicably like two or three episodes from the end. Like we still haven't, we're like two episodes away from finishing Better Call Saul. We never officially finished The Leftovers. Um, oh yeah, what I else? should do that. Oh, there's loads of them. Like, it, like we're... It's like we get afraid of it ending yeah. and we're like, no, let's just cut this off now and then we'll just, we'll have it there forever kind of thing. Very good. But anyway, look, this episode's a long one, um, but yeah, that hope- was October. Everyone. We had a lot of technical um, issues that you hopefully will not he- have heard. Um, listener, you wouldn't fucking believe what we've been through. If you're hearing this, listener, then Niall has done a fantastic job, as always, <laughs> uh, of correcting. If anybody the wants awful to edit the audio. show in future, you know, like hit me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, 
seriously, like if anyone wants to edit the show, come on, please hit us up. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, right. Well, listen, that's October. That's, that's great. Another nine podcast. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, yeah. so thank you, thanks, everybody. Niall. Hope you liked what we heard there. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash nine nine to support us. And the gig guide is back as well. Um, gigs are back. Uh, DJ sets are back. I have a recording of Lumo to go up on the Patreon as well. Uh, there's loads of things coming your way as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, look. Um, Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io if you want to subscribe to my newsletter. Boom. Let's hit those bricks. Nice. Right. Hit the bricks. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.